Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast PMM Interviews. In this podcast, we explore tips for how to interview like a boss for product marketing candidates through the lens of experienced leaders who run product marketing at some of the fastest growing tech companies in the world. I'm Nupur, a product marketer at Twilio. I'm really passionate about instilling confidence in aspiring candidates who are either thinking about pursuing a career in product marketing or are simply looking for tangible frameworks and takeaways in their current role to get to that next step. So if you're here for the first time and wondering what to expect, this show will help you navigate your career and arm you with the confidence you need to unlock your full potential in interviews. This show is produced by Sharebird, the peer mentoring platform for product marketers. It's the place to discover on-demand resources and learn from top product marketing leaders. Get more advice and insights at sharebird.com. Before we get started, Shout out to our sponsor, LaunchNotes. Trusted by hundreds of leading product marketing teams, LaunchNotes is the only dedicated platform for product change. Publish and send product updates, create and share product roadmaps, and collect and synthesize customer feedback, all in a way that's personalized, automated, and secure. And with that, let me introduce you to our guest for today, Alisa Leiden, who is a director of product marketing at LogDNA. Alisa, welcome to our PMM Interviews podcast. Thank you, Nupur. It's great to be here. I'm excited to have this conversation. Awesome. Could you give a quick introduction for our listeners today and share what LogDNA is all about? Yeah. So LogDNA, for those who aren't familiar, our core mission is that we empower people who create solutions that shape the world. We're really focused on log management specifically. We believe that logs are kind of the core atomic unit for how anyone, whether it's developer, SRE, IT ops, the way anyone understands the health of their environments, of their deployments. And so we make it super simple for people to search massive quantities of log data to find what they're looking for and create really distinct workflows so that they can get the information they need to ensure that they're providing the best experiences for their customers. So yeah. That's awesome. Well, before we get into it, I'd like to kick us off with some easy rapid fire questions. This is just so that everyone that's listening gets to know you a little bit more beyond where you work. I promise these are going to be super easy, but you'll have to be fast with your answers. Are you ready? Oh yeah. Okay. Got it. All right. I did some stretching beforehand, so I think I'll be quick. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. What was your first job? So my first job when I was in high school, I worked at a smoothie shop. Uh, so very humble beginnings. But I guess right after university, when I graduated, I lived abroad and I was a teacher. And I actually credit my teaching background to the reason why I found myself in product marketing and why I love it so much. I love the educational aspect of the role. So oh, I love that. That's so cool. That's really, really cool. Thanks. <laughs> Current Netflix binge. Ooh, so Netflix right now, I'm deep in the newest season of Drive to Survive, which is the Formula One oh, yeah. documentary show. I couldn't tell you a thing about Formula One a year ago, and now I'm like totally obsessed with Formula One because of this show. It's kind of random, but I love it. Oh my God, it's such a good show. I think <laughs> I watched the entire season over one weekend. It was so good. Yeah, I'm like seven episodes in, so I'm probably going to finish it off this weekend. I can't wait for the last episode. It's so dramatic. <laughs> it is so dramatic. Do you have a favorite team? Oh, let's see. I, I kind of like Ferrari. I like Carlos Sainz. He seems like very relatable. I'm like anyone but Max Verstappen. He just seems like overly <laughs> cocky. I love confident people, but he's just like overly confident and it like rubs me the wrong way. So I know anyone but Red Bull. <laughs> I know what you mean. Oh my God. Love that. Okay. One to two words to describe your email inbox. 
I would say pretty organized, actually. I'm an inbox zero person, for better or for worse. I, my inbox is not at zero, but all the stuff that's in there is the stuff I absolutely need. I have no problem just like archiving stuff if it's not going to serve me. I don't try and keep things in there. It's just, I try to keep it very clean and organized. That's awesome. I'm just like you then. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the one thing of control I have in my life is my inbox. <laughs> Love it. What's a company that you think does great product marketing? One company, well, my kind of holy grail for the longest time has always been Asana. And I think the reason why is because I'm really into products that can serve different use cases for different personas, like wildly different personas. Right. And I think Asana does a great job of showing those different use cases on their website. It makes it very easy to like self-select into a path and understand like what are the features you would use because it's a pretty comprehensive product, but they do a good job of kind of making it simple based on kind of where you're coming from. Yeah. And then my honorable mention would be Grammarly because I use Grammarly every day, like mm-hmm. emails that I write or docs that I'm working on. And I love, maybe it's a brand thing for me. I love their brand. Again, I love their persona-based messaging. So yeah, those are my two favorites right now. Great choices. What's the number one trait that you look for when hiring product or solution marketers? The number one thing for me is I want to see evidence that they love working in a team environment, that they love being collaborative and they don't necessarily like working in a silo. I think the product marketer is responsible for so much, but yet we're responsible for nothing at the same time because we rely on so many other people to kind of execute the things that we want to do. And so people who, even if they might not have like straight up product marketing experience, if they have experience bringing a whole bunch of people together to work together towards achieving a common goal, then I think that they have a really great chance of being an amazing product marketer. That's so important. You're absolutely right. The top metric you want new hires to be motivated by. I would say for a new hire, the number one thing I try and tell my new hires all the time is talk to customers or at least like listen to customer calls. So that's probably the main metric is like how many different customer calls have you been on? How many different use cases have you listened to or talked through? How many times have you heard the voice of the customer? So not as, because when you're a new hire, you know, you want to find those projects that get you visibility really quickly, but you're not going to be able to have that jumping off point unless you understand what it is you're doing for the customer. What problems are you solving? for what jobs are there to be done so right off the bat it's all about how many people are you talking to outside of the office that is so important thank you so much for sharing this was so much fun i mean i feel like we need to catch up and talk about drive to survive after you're finished watching the entire season but uh, this was a lot of fun for me i hope it was for you let's also get into the meat of this so just to level set you're someone that has had a career in product marketing for a while and you've probably interviewed lots of candidates over the years are there any favorite interview questions that you ask candidates when they're applying for a product marketing position? I think my favorite question, and I think this gives a sense for like, just how, because I think there's so many different answers and and it's not necessarily there's a right or wrong answer. I just like to see how they approach it is I actually have them define to me what they think product marketing does. And I think it reveals a lot about their experience and the way that they answer that question, because product marketing can look different from person to person, from company to company, from team to team. And and people might've focused a lot, say on the sales enablement side for a good chunk of their career, or maybe they've been more focused on messaging and positioning. So it gives me a sense to ask that question, help me understand what you think product marketing does gives me a lot of insight into the things that they've focused on the most, or at least the things that they find the most important and how they're kind of approaching this role because it can go in so many different directions. So I like to get a sense for where they see the, where the key areas where product marketing really makes a difference. 
You bring up a good point there. I think in my own career, product marketing has evolved so much. My answer to that question might have been very different when I started to where it would be now. So I think it does reveal a lot about a person's experience just based on the exposure that they get over time and how they bring all of that together to answer that question. I totally agree. Like for me, if I had that question early in my product marketing career, I just would have said like, oh, I launch products. You know, that's, that's what I focus on because I'm just like constantly in launch. But there's just so much more the farther along you get down the path of product marketing, you realize there's things like creating customer feedback channels, doing competitive intelligence on a regular basis, ongoing sales enablement programs, partnering with products, take customer feedback back into the roadmap. There's just so many different things and everyone's path looks different. Yeah, makes sense. Well, are there some common mistakes you see candidates make in PMM interviews? Like if you had to sit someone down and say, avoid doing these things, what would those be? That's a really great question. I think I'd go back to my answer about being collaborative. And so kind of as a counterpoint to that, when yeah. someone wants to, because again, for product marketing, we just touch so many different parts of the organization. And it's really easy to feel like everything's on your shoulders at all times. Like you're the person who has to move all these things forward. If you're trying to show that in an interview that like you were playing what I refer to sometimes as hero ball, like you're the hero and you have to carry everything over the line. While it's like, it's great to, well, it might seem like you're showing yourself as like an incredibly hard worker and you'll like do anything for the team. That's actually not necessarily something that makes a great product marketer that let me just put everything on my back and do it myself and work in that silo. I always say in your interview, you should, for every question or for every answer, you should try and talk about how you brought someone else into the equation, how you partnered with products to help develop uh, really succinct messaging, yeah. or you partnered with sales to do an outreach campaign to current customers or something like that. Anytime you can show that you've reached out to another team to make that connection, that's a lot better than saying, I'm just doing it all myself. That doesn't mean that there aren't situations where you do do it all yourself. I just wouldn't make it the focus of any interview when I'm, I'm working with PMM. That's a good point. I think those would even perhaps be red flags if someone put everything on their own plate as their own responsibilities, because that basically means that you're not really opening up and getting all the feedback that you can and just shipping, shipping, shipping. And then that could lead to further iterations for anything that you're producing down the line, because you just don't have all the feedback to begin with. Right. Totally. Exactly. And like, to your point, you could just go down a path for so long and then realize this actually wasn't the right path for anyone, for me or for any of the teams that I'm supporting. So it's good to bake in as your process and then show it in the interview, how you're just constantly looking for feedback from other groups as you're moving forward with a launch or some other sort of initiative. That makes sense. Well, we talked a little bit about some of the go-to-market questions, but are there some specific skills that you try to suss out with your PMM candidates? Are there any basic atomic skills and do they change as someone becomes more senior? Yeah. So first the atomic skills, like those core competencies that we're looking for, I think I've already hit the point home on collaboration, great communication skills. And mm -hmm. I think to your second question, the more senior that role gets, the more those communication skills become even more important. The ability to manage, like juggle multiple balls, at, you know, keep a lot of things in the air at once, being able to show that even if you don't have experience managing a bunch of projects from a PMM perspective, give me some examples of how you've had to manage multiple interests or multiple things in your life, because that takes a certain type of brain to be able to, again, like work on a launch plan, work on messaging, work on enablement slides, work on external facing content. Someone who's deeply customer centric. It's amazing that we're like a few minutes or 10 minutes into this. And I haven't even mentioned being customer centric <laughs> as much as I want to, but 
someone who has a track record of being comfortable talking to customers and, you know, getting that feedback back into the organization in an effective way. I would say all of these are like your core competencies, like your foundation for a great product marketing. As far as seniority, it's just kind of a measure of all of these different skills. How proficient are they in these core competencies, these atomic skills? But then also I would layer in something else where there's kind of an educational quality to them. I mean, we think a lot about the external education that we have to do with the market, um, getting our messaging and positioning out there, creating the right pieces of content for our target audience. But there's also like an internal education aspect to this that I find that really senior PMMs are great at doing where again, because product marketing looks so different for every organization, sometimes it's hard. Like if you go to anyone else or you go to a PM and you say, what would you say product marketing does here at Log DNA as an example, they should be able to answer that question. And that's up to product marketing to kind of link arms with them and take them on the journey and say, okay, I'm going to teach you what good product marketing looks like. Because at the end of the day, we're all doing product marketing. It's just our job to kind of steward it. And that's what really senior PMMs are really great at doing is doing that internal education and bringing everyone else along on the journey. I really like that. I didn't think about that one. But to your other point as well, I think juggling a number of balls and like context switching is something that we all have to do all the time. And to your point, like we're creating some assets for internal folks, like the sales enablement is internal. The audience is different from what we would write on the website to write a blog post about. So you kind of have to keep changing the way you message the same product almost internally as well as externally. And you're right about like juggling multiple projects that seem like they have an overlap, but it really requires a different part of your brain to sometime execute on these things. But I mean, to the second point that you made, I really like that about internal education. I think like things are improving, but when I started in product marketing, I think it wasn't great where product managers used to be like, oh, you know what? Can you clean my slides? Like they look much better mm-hmm. when, when you do it for us. Cause like you have better design skills. And I was like, I do not want to be a PowerPoint person for you. Yep. Yep. The old slide jockey problem. That's what we used to call it at a previous company of mine was that if you're not proactively going out there and doing that educational work internally to like help people understand the value you can provide, you just end up becoming kind of a task manager and just kind of taking care of these very tactical things for other people, which again, there's a time and a place for that. Obviously, if, you know, someone needs help cleaning up their slides and like making sure the message is up to date, I'm happy to do that, but there's just so much more to the role. Right. And so that's all about just constantly reminding people kind of not just what product marketing does, but really how it can benefit their work, how we can like really supercharge their efforts and help them achieve their goals. That's how you kind of take it to the next level. I wholeheartedly agree. I think if anyone's listening to this, please know that product marketing is a very strategic function. And so as you're approaching organizations, and if you ever want to ask an organization and see if you're a fit, I would highly recommend ask them what they think of product marketing and ask the product managers there in the interview as like a follow-up question. That will give you a lot of insight on whether that might be a good position for you to be in or not. Yep. That's great advice to pour. Shifting gears a little bit, I want to talk a little bit about how you design the interview structure. Do you have one-on-one interviews and then is there like a homework assignment or something of that nature? Are there specific rounds for every candidate? 
Yeah, so far, the structure I've been using for my most recent hires have been first, just a one-on-one with me to talk through the role and kind of to your point, ask some of these core competency questions. And then again, because it's such a collaborative role, I try to get a candidate in front of as many different teams as possible. So I'll call on my partners in product, sales, success, other marketing folks, and try and get them a really broad introduction to our co-creators. And it works both ways, right? Each group can now see the candidate and I can get their buy-in on their fitness for the role. And then also the candidate as well also can rest assured that they've seen a really broad swath of the organization. And so they can get a sense for how it would be like working with those groups. And I've also now in, in the most recent round of a few interviews that I've done, I've started incorporating a homework assignment as well. Mm-hmm. And it's not meant to be like super labor intensive. It's more to suss out their communication skills because written communication and particularly log DNA PMM is creating quite a bit of content. We want to make sure that that you can write effectively and communicate points effectively. And then also that you have a framework for thinking about how you approach messaging, which is what the task is focused on creating like a one page messaging brief based on a couple of assets I might share with them. So just kind of seeing again, how they communicate and the frameworks that they use to help convey that information. That was going to be my follow-up question, actually. What's the kind of question that you ask in these homework assignments? But I like that you mentioned that it's not very, I guess, intensive for the candidate, because I think that's the other thing these days where you're also juggling your day job with interviewing. So I like that you mentioned that it's sort of like an easy to do assignment, but also gives you enough to really understand how the candidate thinks and how organized they are and their, I guess, writing skills, which are again, very important. Yeah, I say in the prompt for the homework assignment, I say this shouldn't take you longer than 30 minutes. If you're going past 30 minutes, just stop where you are. You've probably done enough. Yeah. Um, You know, again, there is no right answer in this. It's just a matter. I just want to see how you approach this task and just get a sense for what your work output is going to look like. So, and I'm also very aware it's like a very hot market right now, especially for PMM. It's a very in-demand job. So we don't want to make it too difficult for anyone, like a big barriers to overcome, like having to do hours of, of extra work besides their day jobs. So it's just meant to be kind of, and it helps them kind of see how we might approach product marketing and how we approach messaging because we do give a lot of prompt on the front end. Yeah, that makes sense. And that way, I mean, they also understand whether they want to work there just based on all of that information that you share. All right. Well, some of the listeners here today are aspiring product marketers. They've never been in the role before. Are there any tips for such PMMs? Yeah. The one thing that's always really worked for me or that I've really admired when I go into interviews with PMMs is when they've not just done the research on the website, that's pretty table stakes, but they've signed up for the product. Like if the product offers a free trial, taking the time to go through that free trial process Mm -hmm. and see how the experience looks from the customer perspective. Again, just going back to always having the customer at the center of everything you do, it really starts helping you build a little bit of empathy for that target user. And then to that point, like as you're going through that experience, try and make some hypotheses about who is this trial intended for? Who's the messaging directed at? What are some things that are going well during in your trial period? And what are some things that you think are room for improvement? Because I know I'm always impressed with candidates that can come on and not just answer all of my questions, but bring like unique points of view. And that's always a really great place to bring in your point of view is if it's not the trial, maybe it's something on the website. You have questions about why did you put this particular piece of content on the website here? maybe it would go better here. Like just providing that constructive feedback back into the organization already shows to me that you're doing your research, you're committing to this role and that you, again, bring a unique point of view and a different perspective. 
I so agree with you. I think some of the best people that I've hired have either, to your point, tried the product by signing up for the free trial. And that, I mean, immediately gives them brownie points from my side and or have shown like some point of view, whether it's the website or even in the trial. Like, I think what we really want to see is that are these people going to be able to speak up when they join? Because I think a lot of the work that they do would be involving different stakeholders and different opinions. And we certainly don't want someone who just backs down when face strong opinions. And so I think that's one way to really suss out to see if they're able to bring their opinions to the table. Yep, that's totally right. And bringing your opinion to the table might look different in, for different people, depending on like if they're not the type of person who would speak up in a meeting, like maybe they write down their feedback or something like that. But just being able to see it in the interview that they've done the work, they bring that perspective. And even if you don't have like log DNA is a log management solution. I knew nothing about logs when I signed up for the free trial, but I could still bring a different point of view in terms of like the email sequence that went out during my free trial or how easy it was for a non-technical person like me to start ingesting logs into the platform. There's something to be said for even if you don't have that technical expertise, if you're like in a really technical type of interview or company, that's not necessary. You don't have to have the technical background. You just have to bring your product marketing perspective to it. That makes sense. All right. Any last tips as candidates who are applying, how can they set themselves apart in PMM interviews, especially when there are so many good candidates hungry for these awesome jobs? Yeah, this is a really great question. I know one question that I get a lot, and I think it's a great one when I get it as a hiring manager, is what does success look like in the first 30, 60, 90 days? Sometimes I feel like I want to turn that question around a little bit and point it back towards the candidates I'm interviewing. Is like, again, this role can take so many different shapes and functions, and I'm here as the manager to guide you and kind of point you in the right direction. But what are the things that you would want to accomplish within the first 30 days? Like, what are the things that you want to make sure that you do to set yourself up for success? Because for me, asking that question kind of and putting the mirror back on the candidate, again, shows what are the things that are most important to them, right? Is it yeah. talking to customers? Is it getting certified on the product and getting demo certified? Is it something else? So just even though this is a really great question for candidates to ask, because it helps kind of understand where your manager's head is at and yeah. And what success looks like for the role, have an idea on your side too, of what you yeah. think success looks like in the first 90 days in this role. You have a job description. You've done a little bit of research on the website, make some educated guesses, even if they're wrong as a hiring manager, for me, it shows that initiative of like, I have the brain to think strategically enough yeah. while also being able to roll up my sleeves and do the work when I need to do the work. So yeah, I think that's a good way to set yourself apart is to show that initiative. Well said, Elisa. Well, do you have any last thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners? If they wanted to reach out to you, for instance, where should they find you? Yeah, I think just my last thought is, I, I mentioned this at the, the top of the interview, I came from education, I was a teacher for a few years, I had no idea I was going to end up in product marketing, but it is kind of the perfect place for me based on my experience. And it's proof that you don't have to be super technical or have an MBA, although both those things are very nice, you can come into product marketing from any background. That's really the beauty of the roles because it requires a lot of different skills. And so this is a hot market for, for product marketers now. So mm -hmm. take advantage of it and go Go put yourself out there and you never know what opportunities will present themselves to you if you continue to kind of believe in the fact that you bring that unique perspective and 
different point of view. I'm always available for anyone who wants to talk about career development and product marketing or just breaking into product marketing in general. So if you want to reach out, I'm on LinkedIn, Alyssa Leiden there. And then I'm also on Twitter at Habes06, H-A-B-E-S-06 on Twitter. Would love to continue the conversation with anyone who's interested. That's awesome. Well, this was an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today and to lend your thoughts to our listeners. I certainly learned a lot and I'm sure our audience did as well. That wraps up the 10th and final episode of season one of PMM Interviews, everything you need to know about podcast. If you're hungry for more, I highly recommend heading over to Sharebird and checking out the other lineups of high quality podcasts like the Product Marketing Experts with Jeffrey Vosell and also the Women in Product Marketing Podcast. Thank you so much for all of your support. And special thanks to our sponsor, Launch Notes. Whether you're looking to drive higher user engagement, build greater trust with your customers, or make a bigger splash on launch day, elevate your product marketing team with Launch Notes. See why industry leaders like Amplitude, Hopin, and Loom love Launch Notes and why you will too at launchnotes.com.